So let me just start off by saying this. I love the music that we use to open up every episode of Locked on Golden Knights. It's cool, it's chill, it works. I just wish that for one day today, that if we had the capability that we would use Yesterday by the Beatles, and quite frankly, we would only use the very first line. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. And for the sake of the Vegas Golden Knights, I sincerely hope that the troubles are not here to stay and they do not believe in yesterday because holy mother of God, yesterday was bad. It was very, very bad. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And believe me, we will talk about yesterday in great detail. But first, if this is the first time you have stumbled upon this podcast, first of all, welcome. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights Monday through Friday. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we are more than likely on that forum. Uh, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please be so kind as to leave us a review, leave us a rating. Any comments, criticisms, feedback, good, bad, or indifferent are always welcome to make this podcast better. As we're going in on a few weeks now, any bit of uh, feedback, advice, whatever you may have is always tailored to making this podcast better, and we definitely do appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And if you're still into the whole thing about sending emails, you can send one to locked on golden knights at gmail.com. So yesterday, where do we even begin? And how do you even sum up what in the world happened last night? Um, the Golden Knights coming off a 3-0 victory in Pittsburgh, one of their better games this season from start to finish, trying to keep the momentum going Monday night in Philadelphia against the Flyers and the Golden Knights just go out there and woof. I mean, where do you even begin for this one? A 6-2 final score. The Flyers get the victory. I can't remember the exact stat off the top of my head, but I believe it was the Flyers had scored five goals in their past three or four games. And then they put up a six spot tonight or last night against the Golden Knights. Man, oh man. So where do we even begin? I I guess I'll start with this. We spent a lot of yesterday talking about Oscar Dansk and him seeing his first game action in two years, how he hasn't played since October 30th of 2017, and just the excitement there is uh, to have him in net. Now, let me be very clear what I'm going to say here. I never said that Oscar Dansk should be the backup over Malcolm Subban. I was always, though, a fan of there should be some sort of healthy competition. And I thought due to preseason action and due to just the the need to know where Subban is at as far as a backup goaltender is concerned, that there should be some sort of competition. And especially since we hadn't seen Dansk in two years, uh, I wanted to see where he was at at the NHL level. But I never said that he should be the backup over Malcolm Subban. If there's any question 
about should Oscar Dance be the backup over Subban, that was thrown out the window last night. Because Oscar Dansk is still far away from being ready for the NHL level. And who knows if he's ever going to get another opportunity to back up Marc-Andre Fleury. Because last night, last night was bad. Well, okay, let me put it this way. It wasn't completely bad in the first period. Vegas got outshot 15-7, to but they only trailed 1-0 after Travis Konechny's power play goal at 4-15 in the first period. Other than that, Vegas played okay. Like, they got a couple of good chances on Brian Elliott, who, by the way, had a fantastic game, uh, saving 33 shots on 35 attempts. So he played outstanding, and this is not to take anything away from Brian Elliott. He made some very fantastic saves uh, throughout the course of this game. But to be outshot 15-7 to and to be only down one nothing, you had to feel pretty good about yourself. Dansk made some pretty good saves. He looked comfortable in the first period, and it looked like he was at least going to keep Vegas afloat for the better part of that game. Then the second period happened. And in the second period, Vegas, again, had a lot of chances to tie the game. I think they might have hit a post a couple of times. They were crowding Brian Elliott in the net. They had a really a good couple of chances to score, to tie the game, and kind of seal back any momentum that Philadelphia had. But then the wheels started to fall off. Philadelphia scores four goals in nine minutes and seven seconds, Two goals in 44 seconds between Hayes and Raffle, and then two goals in 55 seconds between Niskanen and Lindblom to make it 5 nothing. And good for the Golden Knights to finally get on the board. Marshall and Smith scored in the third period to make it 5-2, and then Raffle scores on a breakaway to make it 6-2, and that would be your final score. Oscar Dansk should have stopped, I want to say, three of those goals. The the Hayes goal was the first one where Hayes just goes around the net, shoots it on the net, and then tucks it between Dansk's pads. Should have been a save that it, it should have been made. That there was no there's no excuse about that one. It, that was just bad. Um, the the first goal for Michael Roffel, you can make the case that he could have saved it. I mean, he was already screened by two guys, but he didn't even see the puck. And I don't even think he knew that Ivan Provorov shoot it. Ivan Provorov shot it. So not much you can do on that play. Matt Niskanen's goal was just a one-time snipe. No chance. It was on the power play. No, no chance. Lindblom, they said Flyers got a two-on-one and just made the entire Vegas defense look silly. And the second Raffle goal was on a breakaway. Nothing can do there. So maybe just two goals that Dance could have saved. The other ones were just bad breakdowns, bad defense, all-around bad play. But Oscar Dansk, I think, just did not look comfortable out there. And I know, again, you you haven't played in two years, in the NHL level at least. You haven't played, I think, in 16 days for since, since your last start in the AHL. So you're probably building off a lot of rust. But man, he did not look comfortable out there. And once, and I think once he gave up the Hayes goal, he just looked all out of sorts. And there was nothing else he could do. And again, it, 
the the problems stem far beyond the goaltending. I I don't want to sit here and put all the blame on Dansk again. I just I just listed two three goals that should have been stopped by Vegas and it didn't happen. But for the most part, Dansk had an opportunity to go out and play a much better game than I think he did, and he just didn't get it done. Now, I believe that Malcolm Subban will be fully healthy and ready to go um, as the backup for Friday's game against Colorado. I also, If he's not, I would be extremely shocked. But I think this might be the last time in a while that we see Oscar Dansk in the NHL. And if that's the case, I mean, that's his very first loss in the NHL. And it, it was just all-around bad. And all-around bad performance are the Golden Knights, who... We're coming in on such a high after beating Pittsburgh the way that they did and to shut them out the way that they did. I know Again, I know Pittsburgh was on a back-to-back. I know that um, Vegas didn't score as much as they would have liked until the very end. But you go into Pittsburgh and you get a shutout like that and you get a shutout from Marc-Andre Fleury, you've, you've, you've obviously got a lot of confidence. Vegas lost all that confidence on Monday night. And now they got to... Put everything in the rear view mirror and go against the Blackhawks, who at 2-3-1, and one, not the best start that they're off to, but again, you cannot, you cannot sleep on the talent that Chicago has. So Chicago has played Vegas six times in two years. Vegas, stop me if you've heard this one before, has never lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. They are 6-0 and all time and have outscored Chicago 30-17. to 17. Only one of those games, or two of those games, I should say, were decided by one goal. Vegas has completely dominated this series. And the good thing is, is that for a few of those matchups, Marc-Andre Fleury has not had to be in net. Malcolm Subban has taken over a couple of those meetings. And Oscar Dansk also got a start against Chicago. So Chicago has not seen a lot of Marc-Andre Fleury in this series, and now that Flurry has finally gotten a chance to rest up after starting eight of the first ten games, he's coming in again off that shutout, and he's pretty well rested. And you gotta love the start that Flurry's on six and two with a two point one AGAA, nine thirty four save percentage. He looks good. He looks ready to go. And a win will give Flurry win number four forty six which would give him 7th place all-time by himself in the wins list for NHL goaltenders. Now, when it comes to the Blackhawks, while Vegas has had the edge record-wise in this series, they are still loaded with talent. And obviously, it starts with the big guys up front, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. Now you have to add in the emergence of Alex DeBrincat, who is becoming one of the better scorers in the league. Uh, Chicago inserted the their first-round draft pick this year, Kirby Dock, into the lineup. He was on the first line with Taze and DeBrincat in their last game against Washington on Sunday. So the lines are looking like this for Chicago. DeBrincat, Taze, and Dock. Andrew Shaw with Dylan Strome centering with Patrick Kane on the right. Brandon Saad with David Kampf centering with Dominic Kabalik. And then Zach Smith, former Golden Knights forward, Ryan Carpenter centering the fourth line with Drake Kajula on the right. And then the defense pairings, of course, these guys are loaded on the blue line now too. 
Duncan Keith, Connor Murphy, Ali Mata with Brent Seabrook, and Calvin DeHaan with Eric Gustafson. And at the time of this going live, no confirmation as to who will be the starting goaltender. Would not be shocked if it's Corey Crawford. Um, but again, they went out and got a Vesna finalist in Robin Leonard for pretty much just to have in the event that Corey Crawford goes down with another concussion or what have you. But it, it's it's a fair luxury to have a Vesna finalist as your backup goaltender. I think that's pretty cool if you're Chicago. So the Blackhawks, 2-3-1 start. One of their losses, ironically, to the Flyers in Prague. They're they're a team that you know is dangerous at any time they take the ice, and they were very close to making a push for the playoffs last year. I think that Chicago will be one of those teams to challenge for a playoff spot in the Central. And again, it's early, but the Central is one giant convoluted mess. Here I am thinking that the Stars would make a run for the Stanley for the Stanley Cup, and Dallas is now three seven and one to start the season. So not the best start if you are. Uh, if you're the Dallas Stars. But the Central is one giant convoluted mess with Colorado running away with it, and then St. Louis right behind them, and then Winnipeg in third, and then Nashville. You have to take Nashville into consideration. But I do expect Chicago to kind of be in there for one of the wild card spots at the end just because their talent is so good. And again, they made a late push last year with the coaching change and I just think that they've got enough talent to where they can make a push for a, for a wild card spot. They're that good. So the fact that they're still dangerous, even though Vegas has the edge in this series, you cannot go easy on them. I mean, with Kane, Kane and Taze are capable of exploding on any given night. Fortunately, you got arrested Flurry, and if he plays well enough, Vegas should win this game because I'm pretty sure you don't want a pissed-off Golden Knights team coming into your arena. At the same time, you you like to think that if you're the Blackhawks, that should, that Vegas would come in on a letdown. But it, it's very hard to see Vegas play terrible on the second end of a back-to-back, knowing that they just got their butts kicked uh, 24 hours prior. So I do expect Vegas to play better. I'm not going to give a prediction just because I don't... I, well, all right, I'll give a prediction. I want to say Vegas wins 4-3. to three. Because I think they just, they know they need to play better. And they're probably not going to hold a morning skate. They're probably not even going to have, you know, that much of a practice, given it's back-to-back. But there are guys that are pissed off about how last night went. And I would expect Vegas to come out, play a little bit better, and relatively win this game. Because you got to put last night in the rearview mirror if you're Vegas. You've got to put last night as far behind you as you possibly can and just move on because you need to have a win going into Friday against Colorado. And again, you're going to get about three days rest. Uh, Actually, no, you're going to get two days rest with Colorado coming to town, but you need to play well tonight. You need to play well and you need to beat Chicago just for the fact that you need to be ready for Colorado. Because if you go back home with back-to-back losses to end that road trip after such a great start, and then you go against Colorado and you're not ready, be some tough times ahead. Be some tough times ahead. I was hoping that their second period woes were over with 
after the Pittsburgh game. But then they come out and have four goals in the span of nine minutes. And again, not all of it was on Dansk. Not all of it was his fault. Man, what is going on with the second period for Vegas? It it just seems like the minute they come out of the tunnel, and again, they got off to a great start. They had a couple posts. They were establishing some, uh, some attack in the zone. And they were looking good for at least the first five minutes. And then things just started to unravel. And... I mean, I know they've had their struggles against Philly, but to give up four goals in nine minutes, that's a that's a concerted effort on everybody's part, and they just did not play well. So Vegas needs to come out and play a lot better in the second period, and they've got to start doing it against these high-end teams because we, we it's becoming a trend now. They play to their competition. They play well to start, and then in the second period, if they play against a good team, they just come completely unglued. And you can't have that against these teams that can score on you and you still have questions on the blue line and you're still not getting the production that you wish you would have. Now, fortunately, again, we're probably mere days away from Alex Tuck and Nate Schmidt returning to the lineup, so you'd like to think that would help just a bit. But they've got to play better in the second period. And they've and it's got to start tonight in Chicago. Because you cannot give up four goals in nine minutes against Chicago because those four goals might turn into six. And I, and I don't think it, I think it will help this time knowing that Flurry's back in the net and I think he'll stabilize it a little bit. And you know, Vegas wants to play a little bit better with Flurry in net than they do with Dansk. Not to say that they just coast with the backup goaltenders in there, but I mean, we had the same discussion with Malcolm Subban last year, if you think about it. There were some games last year where he was being left out to drive by the defense and things weren't looking good. And then Flurry goes in the net and then they pitch shutouts every other night, it seemed like, especially in November. So Vegas has got to play better in the second period. They, they cannot allow these lulls after coming out of the first intermission to keep happening. It, it's going to derail them at some point. And again, it wasn't all dance last night, but there were some goals where he should have saved there were some moments where he should have made some saves and it probably would have kept Vegas in the game, but just, just an all around bad game for, for Vegas last night. So five 30 tonight is puck drop, uh, in Chicago Again, Vegas will likely have a day off tomorrow, win or lose. And then they will return to practice on Thursday, uh, to get ready for the Colorado avalanche on Friday on Nevada Day, and that one's going to be a three o'clock puck drop. Don't don't forget that one. Um, if it, with a three o'clock puck drop, you're likely to forget how early that game is. And I fell into that trap last year because last year I was also working at a uh, a, a social media tech startup company uh, up until November, and I had just gotten off work that day, and it was the they played the Tampa Bay Lightning on Nevada Day. And I woke, and the puck drop was set for 3 o'clock, and I got off work at 7.30 in the morning, and I woke up at 2.30. I had never rushed so quickly to get ready for a game in my entire life, I, and I went down Tropicana going 65 and a 45, and God forbid if there's a cop listening to this, but I was going 65 and a 45 all the way to Park in New York, New York. Uh, that was a... Uh, that was an interesting moment, uh, and I realized never again to 
not set my alarm if I just want to take a nap for an hour and it turns into like a six hour nap. So yeah, don't, don't do what I did and forget that the game is at three o'clock on Friday. But for tonight, it is a 5.30 puck drop. Uh, Golden Knights, Blackhawks. As the Golden Knights look to end this road trip on a much better note uh, than what they went through on Monday. Uh, Tomorrow, we will break down this game and how Vegas will look heading into uh, their game with the Avalanche. And God forbid, they need to be ready and to go for that game. It's going to be at home. The atmosphere is going to be loud. It's Nevada Day. Everybody's got the day off. So hopefully Vegas is up for that game, but they got to get a win tonight against Chicago to kind of kind of ease the qualms a little bit. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you all for listening. Uh, again, not a good night for the Golden Knights last night, and hopefully they can rebound with a much better performance tonight against Chicago. But we'll break it all down tomorrow, and we hope you'll join us back here at Locked on Golden Knights. I am Danny Webster. Thank you for listening, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.